let's, let's uh, nuance that story that we just beautifully heard presented to the children also. Now let's, let's flesh out some of this story, this beautiful story. And it's a, a beautiful thing when the worth of Jesus and the love of his followers match. When the value of his perfection and the intensity of our affection correspond. So let's take a slow walk through these eight verses as we ponder what it means to us today. And so we see from the previous chapter Jesus' worth in resurrecting power. To put a finer point on the story, the worth of Jesus, the perfection of Jesus that Mary, Martha and Lazarus have in mind in this gospel narrative is Jesus' grace and power to raise the dead. In the previous chapter, John 11, 25 to 26, Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And there are affections of wonder, affections and gratitude and ecstasy that match this resurrection power, especially when you see your dead brother come walking out the grave. And Jesus wants to make sure that in six days, at another grave, his own grave, that his friends don't lose their sense of wonder and joy. That's that he indeed is that resurrection and the life that he spoke about. And this is the sense of wonder and joy he wants his friends to keep, even on the day of his burial. So we can see this is no ordinary meal. Verse 2 says, There they gave him, there they gave a dinner for him. So, in other words, this is a celebration of the resurrection of Lazarus. They gave him a dinner. This is a thank, a thank you dinner to Jesus for the raising of Lazarus from the dead. This is not an ordinary evening meal among friends. Its focus is on Jesus and his amazing power in raising Lazarus from the dead. And Lazarus is right there reclining at the table as exhibit A of the wonder of all of this. Martha served and Lazarus was the one, was one of those at the table with him. Now, I get the sense that this dinner was or had been planned specifically to honour Jesus and thank him for the overwhelming miracle for the, of the life of Lazarus. Now Martha is in her usual place organising the meal and making sure it's served well. And Mary is about to do, or is about to express her heart to Jesus in a very, very, very lavish way. And Lazarus is quietly watching Jesus, the one who gave life to him. So verse 3 illustrates the scene of their gratitude. It's at the dinner to honour and thank Jesus for the gift of life. And Mary will now make her presentation. Perhaps the whole family planned this moment. Perhaps they pulled their savings together to buy this gift. Or perhaps it was a hugely valuable family heirloom that had been passed down from generation to generation. And now the time has come to pour it out. Verse 3, 
Mary took a pound of costly perfume made from pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now the Greek word for pound is litra, litra, which is equivalent to roughly 325 millilitres, which is basically a can of soft drink. So Martha's role was to thank Jesus by seeing the details of the dinner, and Mary's role was to thank Jesus by pouring out this expensive ointment on Jesus. In both these ways, they would express their wonder, their joy, and their thanks for the greatness of Jesus and for his grace and power in raising Lazarus from the dead. However, Judas speaks up, and he speaks up with, he speaks up which, he speaks up with, with an unbelievable disregard for what Mary has done, verses 4 and 5. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, why, have, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? Now these words show two things. Firstly, how expensive the ointment really was. And secondly, how miserable it is when your heart does not match the worth of Jesus. Judas will eventually die at his own hands. And he is paving the way right now. If Judas wasn't exaggerating, and I don't think he was exaggerating, this 325 milliliter flask of perfume was worth around $300,000. Sorry, $30,000. Judas, Judas's structure of values was so deeply different to Mary's and Martha's and Lazarus's because in a few days he would do the opposite of giving $30,000 for Jesus, he would sell Jesus for $1,000, 30 pieces of silver. So we can see there are different responses this morning to Jesus' worth. Verse 6 tells us what, what's in Judas's heart. It says, he said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. In other words, in response to Jesus' work or to the work of Jesus, Mary's heart was full of wonder, full of thankfulness, full of joy, all of which flowed in a lavish demonstration of her affection. And Judas' heart, his heart felt none of that. He only valued money, money more than he valued Jesus. Mary loved Jesus and Judas loved money. Mary's heart uh, corresponded to the treasure that is in Jesus. Judas's heart contradicted the treasure that is in Jesus. Now Jesus' response to Judas and these uh, and, and Judas, Judas, Jesus responds to Judas and gives three reasons why he should leave Mary alone. And all these three reasons sum up the point of this whole story this morning. Verse 7. Verse 7 and 8. Jesus said. Leave her alone. She brought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. So three reasons to leave Mary alone. Let's look at the reasons in reverse order. Number one, leave her alone because you will always have me with you. 
You won't always have me with you, sorry. Leave her alone because you will not always have me with you. The second reason is leave her alone because the poor will always, you will always have the poor. And number three, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. In other words, leave her alone and don't hinder her from keeping her love and wonder and joy in the face of my death. So the first reason relates to the value of Jesus. Jesus says, you do, you, you do not always have me with you. In other words, the presence of his body. In other words, what is seen, what is heard, what you can touch, what you can ask to come to dinner, that body, that presence, will be here for only a short time longer. Now Mary feels this preciousness of the presence of Jesus and what it has meant to her. Not only her, but also to Martha and to us and Lazarus as well. So we need to tell Judas to leave her alone because her heart is right. And the second reason relates to Judas' sense of the value of money. When he refers to the poor, it's a cover, isn't it? It's just a cover for his greed and for his materialism. He's actually a thief. He wants money, and he, not Jesus. He wants money. His heart is the opposite to Mary's, and his heart is wrong. And the third reason relates to what Mary will be able to keep. What that, what, sorry, the third reason relates to whether Mary will able, be able to keep on treasuring Jesus even when he is being buried. So remember, Mary is thrilled with Jesus as the resurrection and the life. And he has just raised her brother from the dead. Jesus has life within him and he shares it with those that he trusts as his friends, those who trust in him and those who are his friends. And Mary is feeling this and she is showing this very, this very trust and this, 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 this joy in a lavish way. But will she be able to keep that on the day of Jesus' burial? She has rejoiced in Jesus' power at her brother's grave. But will she be able to rejoice in Jesus' power at his own grave? So let's now look at these three reasons more closely. Remember, Jesus didn't have to say these things. He could have just said, Judas, keep your mouth closed. But he chose to say it out loud so that everybody could hear, including us, 2,000 years later. The very reason why Jesus wanted Judas to leave Mary alone and to shut his mouth. And when we start to ponder on each of these three reasons for Judas to leave her alone, it starts, lights will start to go on in our own hearts and our own minds over this text. So firstly, you do not always have me with you. Now Judas typically... He's not born of God. Tragically, sorry. He's not born of God. Judas is not born of God and therefore cannot see the most obvious thing in the world. And that is to know, to see, to hear, to touch and to fellowship with Jesus is infinitely valuable. John 1.14 says, The Word was made flesh and is dwelling amongst us in full of grace and truth. And so the season of the presence of God in fragile human flesh is almost over. It will be over in six days. We know that because it tells us in our text. Jesus is not staying. Mary has seen the glory. Mary has tasted the grace. 
Mary has glimpsed the truth and Mary's heart has been formed by this experience and she has reached for the most lavish thing that she could find to express her overwhelming heart. Her heart matches Jesus' worth. And we need to look at how lavish this display of love is this morning. It's a year's wages, gone in just a moment of lavish affection. Think what Mary could have bought with this. But her brother is alive. Her brother Lazarus is alive. And Jesus is the one who raised him. And Jesus is the reason it's worth living. He is the resurrection and the life. There is no measure of value for Jesus. There is no qualifying of his worth. There is no way to calculate the cost of love. Jesus is unspeakably wonderful. And Mary is unspeakably affectionate. And look at Jesus' feet. She pours this lavish love on his feet. His dirty, smelly, human feet. Why? Because the least of Jesus is worthy of the best of us. The least of Jesus is worthy of the best of us. The lowest part of Jesus is infinitely more precious than humanity's greatest and highest gift. And look at what she does with her hair. She anointed his feet, or anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. So why didn't she use a clean, soft towel? Come on, men, why didn't she use a clean, soft towel? Men would know this. Some of you have been married for a long time. What's the one thing young women fuss over the most? Their hair, isn't it? Their hair. I've been married for a long time. And I know how much my wife spends at the hairdressers. And so do you. Rob's laughing. You know, don't you, Rob? Huh? Look, look at Emily's mouth. Look. Their hair. Mary's hair was the most beautiful and the cleanest thing she had. She could not honour Jesus' worth and beauty by using some old rag on his feet. So she used the most beautiful and cleanest thing she had, her hair. The end of verse 3 says, The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. So my friends, heartfelt worship of, the, of King Jesus is never merely private. It's never private. One way or another, it's always going to spill over onto others. The lavish, heartfelt, sacrificial display of affection was for Jesus, but everybody was blessed, even Judas. Jesus says, leave her alone, Judas. I am only here for a few days. Unless you wake up to my worth, you will die and will never see me again. And that's the first reason Judas should have left her alone. The second reason Jesus says to leave her alone is you will always have the poor with you. And what Jesus is saying is this, Judas, let me, let me start to give you the benefit of the doubt. If you really care about the poor, as indeed you should and as I do, you now have the rest of your life to serve them with all your heart and with all your might. 
and nothing she has done can stop you from serving the poor. But in fact, if you had eyes to see what she had done, here it would help you. But Judas, I know you. You don't love the poor. You don't even love me. You love money. And in five days you will sell me for 30 pieces of silver. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 7 to 10. For we bought nothing into this world so that we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Jesus is telling Judas, and he is telling us, the love of money, the desire to be rich, is suicidal. It blinds you to the worth of Jesus. Jesus said, Judas, if you can't see that I am to be desired above all riches, you will die. Your preference for money is a preference for death. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. We don't have to be rich to be devoted to money or the things that money can buy. Jesus says that it is that mindset this morning, that, that heart issue, just like Judas, who could not comprehend what Mary is doing, the desire of riches had blinded his eyes and Jesus said, leave her alone. And that's the second reason to leave her alone. And the third and final reason Jesus said to leave her alone is found in verse 7. Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. And this is a difficult verse because the clue that holds the most weight is that Jesus seems to imply that the words of Judas could somehow or may infect Mary with his disease. And also his negative words could not only steal her joy, but keep it could keep something from happening. And so Jesus says, back off Judas, leave her alone. Keep your disease to yourself and let Mary get on with what she's doing. Let her keep all let, let her keep it all the way to the day of my burial. We can see that the perfume has been poured out. So we know that's not what she needed to keep. We know that. The perfume's now been poured out. The perfume has been used in an act of worship. So that's not what she needs to keep. Jesus wants her to keep her thrill. Jesus wants her to keep her, her gratitude, her amazement, her wonder, her love. And specifically... Her amazement and wonder and her love for him as the resurrection and the life. So, be quiet, Judas, because it's your kind of mindset that would stand at my graveside and say, so much for that Messiah. So much for that way to succeed. So much for that way to get rich. So be quiet, Judas, and let her keep it for the day of my burial. Mary is lavish with her love towards Jesus because she has seen her brother die and raise again. 
all by the grace and the power of Jesus. So Jesus silences the voice of Judas so that she might keep the same love and the same hope when she stands by the grave in six days' time. So, my friends, don't listen to those voices because those voices are also in the church. If any voice tells you to moderate your love for Jesus, don't listen to them. Let your affections for Jesus be lavish. If any voice tempts you to want to be rich in money, don't listen. Jesus is your riches. And all that money can buy can't compare to him this morning. If any voice tells you that his death is anything less than the triumph over sin and death, don't listen. He is the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in him, though they die, yet they shall live. And whoever lives and believes in him shall never die. Please pray with me. Shake me up, Jesus, so I will wake up and not be ashamed to show how much I love you. I pray for a life filled with the aroma of heaven. Amen.